0: Thanks for joining us on the Southside Church Podcast. We seek to build real followers of Jesus, so we hope that you find this message both encouraging and insightful. Let's jump in.
1: Well, hello. Thanks for joining us today. We're super excited about our time together, about diving into God's Word, learning more from the book of Joshua and our message series about being strong and courageous. Uh, Joshua one nine one of the one of the one of the greatest bible verses that i've remembered and memorized in my life be strong and courageous god's command to us that he is with us to be strong and courageous, and so courageous is the name of our series that we're in. Pastor Corey uh, spoke last week and, and 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 really shared a great message in the beginning of Joshua and kind of gave us a little context on how we got to the life of Joshua and where we are now. And so we're going to just continue this story about Joshua. We're going to continue looking at God's word and see what He has to say. Joshua is is a great. There's so much, just like all of scripture, there's so much wisdom that we can apply to our lives from how God moved in the life of someone else and how eventually we'll get to see God move in our lives uh, and have this track record of God, these past experiences of God moving in our lives as well. And so we're gonna jump into that today and we're gonna just go right into Joshua chapter six if you have your Bibles with you. Uh, If not, we're gonna cover the passages that we're gonna uh, talk about this uh, today on the screen. You can follow along there. Joshua chapter six, we're going to talk about uh, this this plan that God has and, and this recipe for success and, and I just want to introduce you with this introduce this question to you what, what would you do if you were guaranteed success? like how would your life change how would how would your life change? How would you go about your life differently if you were guaranteed success? if you knew that there was a plan and that there was no way you could fail? How would, you, how would that change how you live? I can tell you it would change how I live if if I really believed in my heart that I was guaranteed success and that there was nothing that could stop the plan from coming to fruition and seeing it through. I believe that that would change how I would live my life, and it might for you as well. And so it starts. We're going to talk about faith. We're going to end talking about faith, but we're going to talk about the recipe for faith, and the re- and that recipe is for success when we believe. And the first step in this in this the first ingredient, maybe I should say, in this recipe is belief. And so here's the plan. And so we're going to jump right into God's word, Joshua chapter six, verse one. Now Jericho was tightly shut because of the sons of Israel. No one went out and no one came in. The Lord said to Joshua, see, I've given Jericho into your hand with its king and the valiant warriors. You shall march around the city, all of the men of war circling around the city once you shall do so for six days. Also, seven priests shall carry seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. Then on the seventh day, you shall march around the city seven times, and the priests shall blow the trumpets. It shall be that when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city will fall down flat, and the people will go up every man straight ahead. You see, sometimes the plan doesn't make sense, and that can make it hard to believe. And that's why we have to talk about belief. We have to talk about belief. Jericho, just to give you a little background and understanding of of the city, Jericho is is somewhat believed to be the the oldest city known, the oldest known city in the world. They believe, some archaeologists and historians believe that this is the oldest city that they can find. And so this is a strongly fortified place. The the city. It's very difficult. It was very difficult to get into. The city was actually built with an inner wall and an outer wall, and so the inner wall uh, was 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 uh, higher and taller, and then it was a shorter outer wall, and 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 the city was situated on a hill. And so when you when you think about how difficult this would be, think about a city sitting on a hill with an outer wall and an inner wall that was taller and even between those two walls the ground they said was at somewhere close to a 45 degree angle and so even if you were able to in a military conquest in a battle even if you were able to get through the outer wall the the climb to the inner wall would basically be on your hands and knees because of how steep it was and so the archers in that time, the archers with their bow and arrows would just draw down and release arrows onto anyone who penetrated the the outer wall. And so therefore it just made it almost impenetrable. It made the city so difficult to overcome it would, be able, it would be almost impossible to, to break through for victory. And, I, and honestly, uh, you know, in our life as a believer, talking to the, to the church today, I believe the walls of our sin aren't very much different, right? They're, they're well fortified by an enemy who doesn't want to give up. He's been entrenched in our hearts and in our lives since the day we were born. Only a strong opponent could be able to break through. That's Jesus. Jesus is the one who has the strength and the capacity, the capability to destroy the walls of our sin and to get right into our heart because that's where Joshua was headed. He was headed to the heart of the city. That's where Jesus wants to get to, to the heart of the matter. He wants to get to your heart and to mine and to our friends and our family. He wants to get to our hearts and he has to break down the walls of sin that surround our hearts so that he can get directly in there and he can go to work and and help us to become more like him each and every day. And I think this is so, so fitting for the city of, of Jericho, this, this established city that was well, well fortified and difficult to, 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 to get into, but how a strong enemy, and even sometimes a plan that doesn't make sense, it can make it hard to believe, but, but God said, here's the plan. That's the belief thing. Belief is saying, okay, there's a plan. There's a plan. Verse two, it makes it pretty clear. God said, I have handed he didn't he didn't say I might he didn't say maybe verse two the Lord said to Joshua, see, I have handed Jericho into your hand I have given Jericho into your hand there's no here's a statement today there's no might or maybe in the cross there's no might just as 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 definitive as the statement was that God made to Joshua I believe the cross makes a definitive statement to to you and I today and to anybody listening. It says that there's no miter maybe. There is victory in the cross. Jesus, as a person, as a man, as God poured into flesh, came and gave victory on the cross. There's no miter maybe there. Jesus has given us victory. It's not a future promise to be fulfilled, it is a present reality for those who trust in Him. Here's the truth today we don't have to wait for the victory to come. Jesus has given us victory. There'll be trial, there'll be trouble. Jesus said so, God's word says so, there will be trials and tribulations. In this life, we will have difficulty. He said, but be of good cheer because I've overcome the world. I have given you victory. We are more than conquerors through Christ who loves us and gave himself up for us. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 30, it says, by faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they'd been encircled for seven days. By faith, by believing. See, belief, this is a dictionary definition of the word belief. Belief is an opinion or a judgment in which a person is fully persuaded. See, God gave him certainty in the beginning. In, in, in verse 2, he says, I have given the city to you. He even said, I've given the valiant warriors. And so this isn't a, this isn't a city that's not well defended. He said, I've given you the city. I've given you the king and I've given you the warriors. There is nobody in that city who will be able to stand against you. I have given them to you. In verse five, he, he, he reiterates this point to them and, and, and says to, says to them again, he says, the wall of the city will fall down. Not, hey, this might work out, guys. Again, there's no maybe in this. When God decrees something, it is done. And God had God said to Joshua, "I have given this to you. I've given this city." Jesus said on the cross, "I have given you victory over the over the sin and the pain and the struggle of this life. I've given it to you. Now walk in it." see cuz after after belief the the after belief is added and we we got this recipe for success is kind of what we're talking about and this isn't about prosperity this isn't about getting everything that we want this isn't about god giving us be anything beyond what we could ever think in a worldly way this isn't about prosperity. this is about God's plan and us walking in that to see God's level of success God's version of success which doesn't always make sense in in the eyes of man. Belief is an opinion or judgment in which a person is fully persuaded. but action, the next the next additive in the recipe, action is saying well, hey we got to follow the plan okay? And so then we we see in verses six through eight in Joshua chapter six, it says, so Joshua, God gave the instruction. He says, so Joshua, the son of Nun, called the priests and said to them, take up the Ark of the Covenant and let seven priests carry the seven trumpets of of ram's horns before the Ark of the Lord. Then he said to the people, Joshua said to the people, go forward and march around the city and let the armed men go on before the Ark of the Lord. And and, And it was so. That when Joshua had spoken to the people, the seven priests carrying the seven trumpets of the ram's horns before, went, before the Lord went forward and blew the trumpets, and the ark of the covenant followed them. So here's the deal. They put feet to, their, to the plan. They, they, they believed, okay, there's a plan. God said, here's the plan. And they said, okay, we believe there's a plan. What's the next step? The next, recipe, the next ingredient in the recipe is action. The next ingredient is action, is is to follow the plan. And so here's a thought for us today. Obedient faith is a patient faith, right? Obedient faith is a patient faith. Colossians chapter two, verse six, it says, so just just as you have received Christ in faith, continue to walk in him in faith. And so even though we may not know what's going to happen, God wants us to follow him. Even when the plan doesn't make sense and it's hard to believe, God wants us to follow him. And so they marched and they marched when nothing was happening. It takes courage. It takes courage to follow the Lord's plan when it doesn't seem like it makes sense, especially when it seems like nothing's happening. I I put this in my notes. How many Christians are bored with their faith? Our faith should be the kind that does something, right? That the type of faith that sees lives change, our lives change, and then it spills over to those around us and God changes their lives too Uh, because obedient faith is a patient faith. And and think about, in this case, God said, march around the wall of this city. He said, march around the wall of this city For six days, once a day for six days, and then I want you to do it on the seventh day, I want you to march around it seven times. So 13 times God said, I want you to walk around this city and essentially nothing's happening. We're going to see in a minute that they were told to walk without talking about it. How how many times do we in our faith, 13 times of walking around something and it seems like nothing happens and we get bored We wander away from the fight. Our faith gets so bored because we're not seeing God move and so we go, ah man, whatever. The plan was crazy to begin with. And so you know what? It's better off if I just go do my own thing. Maybe if you're not bored, maybe we get frustrated. Maybe we get frustrated especially when when God said this thing was going to happen. We get frustrated because it's not happening the way we wanted it to because walking in faith doesn't always make sense. The Lord's plan for victory doesn't always add up in our minds. But don't forget, God said, I have handed. It was important for this group of people at this time, the Israelites, to remember what God told Joshua. I have handed them over to you. It's done. And for us, the victory plan for us, God has handed us victory in the name of Jesus Christ. And, and so today, when we don't put action to it, a lack of obedience doesn't say I can't, it says God won't. And I struggle with that in my life and there's so many times when when there's been things that I've thought and, and challenges or things I thought we should do or things we you know my family should say or do or whatever, whatever God's plan was and we maybe felt like it was crazy, uh, the lack of obedience is not saying, man, I just, I can't do that. Most of the time when I've said that in my life, it's actually me thinking, God won't. Even when, even when I see and read and hear the stories, story after story, not only in this book, that has stood the test of time with its truth, but stories of people that, that, that their faith is more mature than mine. I've heard them say time and time again that God's plan came through. God came through. God delivered. God healed. God, God gave success to the plan that he had given. I hear those things, but I think God won't do that in my life. God won't do that in my finances. God won't do that in my health God won't do that for my wife. God won't do that for my kids. He won't do that in my job. I think I can't. I say I can't, but what I probably really mean is God won't. I don't believe that God will. And that's not to say that if I just believe God will do something and he will, he's going to do according to his plan. And I believe that because I've seen God do that in my life. And I see it laid out in scripture that God always resources and accomplishes his plans but he's laid out the plan. We said that to begin with. God said, here's the plan, Joshua. Here's the plan for the believer, for the, for the person. You know, whether you're a believer or not, the truth is, God said, here's the plan. Here's the plan. The plan that you need is right here. But so many times, I'll say I can't, but I really mean God won't. And some of the most difficult battles, the most fortified strongholds in, in, in our life They may require us to walk for a long time. When these walls don't fall quickly, we have a tendency to fall back into the I can't mentality. But the Lord is trustworthy and faithful and he makes walls crumble and he provides victory when we follow him. Think about that Israelite army. They're walking around the city it's full of valiant warriors on the inside, and they're probably mocking them. They're probably hurling insults, they're probably jokes and laughing, probably is affecting the morale, could could be affecting the morale. But the obedience, they, God said there is a plan. Here it is. And then the action that follows now follow the plan, the second ingredient, follow the plan to walk around that city 13 times before God ever moved. And they were doing so on the promise that God had made. I have handed them over to you. How many circumstances in our lives today have maybe have we quit because we got bored or because we got frustrated? We quit walking because God didn't do what we thought he was going to do. And all the while, God was just saying, just keep walking in obedience to me and I will show you my goodness. I will show you how good I am, how strong I am and how powerful I am and how I always keep my word. And this world and in, in, in our individual lives, we need the assurance to know that God is good for his word and he will do what he says. And he has delivered us and given us victory in the name of Jesus. And so we have to want sometimes the the, fortif- the fortified walls, the cities, the 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 issues of life and the difficult circumstances are well fortified. Sometimes the enemy is entrenched in our lives and we can't overcome him. Here's Here's a word today. We don't have the strength to overcome him on our own. And so we have to follow a plan if we're going to see victory to overcome those most difficult enemies and so when the walls don't fall quickly, sometimes we get back into this I can't mentality, which probably really means we don't believe God will. And so we've got to learn to follow the Lord and trust him to, to believe the plan and then follow the plan with, with, in obedience. And we have to learn to do that with confidence because confidence is the next ingredient. And it's just we have to trust the plan. So we jump into Joshua chapter, chapter six, verse nine, continue in our passage. The armed men went before the priest who blew the trumpets and the rear guard came after the ark while they continued to blow their trumpets. It says, but Joshua commanded the people, he said, you shall not shout, nor let your voice be heard, nor let a word proceed out of your mouth until the day I tell you, shout. Then you shall Shout. So he had the ark of the Lord taken around the city, circling it once. Then they came into the camp and spent the night in the camp. Now Joshua rose early in the morning, and the priests took up the ark of the Lord. So the seven priests carrying the seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark of the Lord went went on continually and blew the trumpets. And the armed men went before them, and the rear guard came after them while they continued to blow the trumpets. Thus, the second day they marched around the city once and returned to the camp, and they did so for six days. So for six days, imagine again about the boredom and frustration. Imagine what these guys and ladies are thinking somewhere around day three, going, really, man, are we going to get up and do this again like nothing is happening? They're just hurling insults and making fun of us. There's really nothing going on. But the second day they got up and did exactly what God said. They believed the plan and they followed the plan. And now we're going to see what confidence looks like. They did so for six days. Then on the seventh day, they rose early at the dawning of the day and marched around the city in the same manner seven times. Only on that day, they marched around the city seven times. At the seventh time, when the priests blew the trumpets, Joshua said to the people, Shout, for the Lord has given you the city. You see, confidence is trust based on knowledge or past experience. I want to back up, talk about there's so much in this this passage. Verse 10, Joshua chapter 6, verse 10, it says, Joshua commanded the people, you shall not shout, nor let your voice be heard, nor let a word proceed out of your mouth until the day I tell you to shout. Here's what I think this says. Joshua, this is a, maybe a different translation. Joshua basically says, keep your mouth shut. Because the truth is, if they would have talked, they probably would have complained about how God was doing things. Well, I don't know why we got to walk around the walls this many times. Why didn't we just walk around at once? Why didn't we just go knock on the door and ask them to turn the city over? God said he handed it to us. We got, just got to go do it. They would have probably complained just like you and I would. We would complain We'd find a reason God wasn't doing it the way we thought that he should. Or these were the closest things to church folks as we can find in the Old Testament. And so they probably would have just formed a committee and voted on how they thought they should proceed. The 2022 Allen translation, uh, which is not available in print, it probably would read Joshua chapter 6, verse 10 like this. Don't complain, don't tell anybody, and don't post about it on social media. Right? But That's what we do. Like, like, man, we've been walking this walk. We believe there's a plan and we're acting on it. We're following in obedience. God said, just keep your mouth shut and stay the course. That's what I feel like this is saying. Joshua is saying, and somebody way smarter than me will give a way better translation. But I feel like God had communicated to Joshua and Joshua to the people, "Hey, we're going to follow the plan, and we're going to be about God's business. We're not going to talk about all this stuff. We're not going to run our mouth. We're not going to get lost and distracted in all this. We're going to stay the course. We're going to do what God said. We're going to put feet to what God told us to do. We're going to believe the plan, and then we're going to follow the plan, and we're going to be confident in this plan as we continue to move about. Because to be honest with you, it was going to take confidence in this plan, in, in what God in God, and what He had." told him to do or else the plan wasn't going to work because it's a crazy plan to begin with because no military-minded person would have thought this is how we're going to take this city because history tells us that a city like this the tactic that was most often used in a setting like this is they would surround the enemy would surround the city and they would cut off supplies and starve out the people so that they had to surrender or die of starvation that was the military tactic at the time if the city was well fortified the way Jericho was. Joshua said, just keep your mouth shut and just keep doing what God said to do. You don't have to complain. I don't want to hear you running your mouth about it. I, I just need you to get in, the, get, in the, get in the line and march and let's go do what God said to do. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 6. For though we walk in the flesh, we don't wage war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh. I love this passage, but they are powerful through God for the tearing down of strongholds so we we destroy speculation and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God and we take every thought captive making it obedient to Christ and so though we wage we walk in the flesh that's not how we fight we don't fight this way that's the trusting part of faith that gives us confidence we can keep walking and following him even when things don't seem to be changing Because the war we're fighting is not conventional. This is not an everyday war. There are soldiers and there, unfortunately, are casualties. But the truth is, this is not a conventional war. We can't win with the weapons of the flesh. And so, therefore, God's plan makes perfect sense when you understand and see it through spiritual eyes. Just because we don't know what will happen doesn't mean God is unaware, God was fully aware. God was fully aware of what was happening God has already told them I have handed them over to you just walk in the victory I need you to be quiet for a while I need you to just I need you to just serve and go about your business don't tell everybody what you think they ought to be doing just do what I've called you to do and as we go they took the it says they took the Ark of the Lord with them the Ark of the Covenant went with them and that represents God's presence that's what that means is God's they were that that was the the representation of the presence of God as they traveled I can tell you that that we get to do that as believers we get to carry God's presence with us in our heart we don't have to carry him in a box we don't put God in a box and take him out on Sundays we carry God's presence everywhere we go And therefore, confidence, because of that, because his presence is with us in our daily life as believers, as we go about our daily battles and our walk with him, we can have confidence and trust based on knowledge or past experience. We can go about this with confidence, knowing that God has moved in our life before and that he will move again. And when we believe the plan and when we follow the plan and when we trust the plan with confidence, God gives us opportunities to see him move and break down walls in our lives as well. And so as we wrap up today, I just want to ask you a question, maybe share a final thought with you. Will you keep circling in quiet obedience until God moves? We talk about coming forward and praying at an altar. That's To me, that's a way of quiet obedience. Will we just... Be quiet before the Lord, going about our life, but quiet before the Lord till he moves. Each step we take walking in obedience is one step closer to a move of God. He has determined. I I love the fact that he told Joshua he has handed and he has determined that he will move and it will be exactly at the right time because God is never in a hurry and he's never late the walls of Jericho fell at just the right time. And when we we often lose heart when we don't see things happening in our time. But God isn't looking for art uh, uh, for to, to please our time. He's looking for a group of people. He's, he's raising up in, 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 at the Commerce Campus and at the Redstone Campus and in Jackson County and even beyond in other churches. He's raising up a group of people who will walk obediently, waiting on him to move trusting in confidence that that he's provided victory that he's already handed it to us that we just have to walk in it don't get bored or lose heart he is moving even when we don't see it clearly there will be times in our lives when we don't see it clearly but god wants to use his people the church he wants to use you to walk around the walls of these communities to see victory in the name of Jesus. He wants to tear down. I'm I'm having to go to my notes because this I just felt like this is something God wanted me to share. He wants to tear down the walls of sin and division and addiction and bondage in this community and in your community for his name's sake. He wants to tear down the walls of pride and selfishness and anxiety and depression and doubt and confusion in our lives if we will trust Him and walk obediently in His plan. There is a battle plan and God has decided that He will give you victory if you will follow Him. And there's a time that nothing will keep you silent. The shout the shout was to maybe to let the enemy know that the Lord was about to move. Maybe that's the shout. Maybe you need to walk around the walls of something in your life today. Maybe there's walls of sin or hurt or pain in your life and you need to walk around those praying, trusting that God will move. Because after that, then comes the shouting. You see, maybe maybe you've been walking around the walls for a little while. Maybe maybe instead of walking quietly, here's a, maybe this is your next step. Maybe the Lord is waiting for you to make a public expression of that victory that He's already handed you. For you, probably for all of us, maybe it's time for the silence to end. Maybe it's time for us to make a shout of victory in the name of Jesus, knowing that he has handed us victory and we can walk confidently as we believe the plan, as we take action and follow him obediently in the plan, then confidently and trusting in the plan that he will give us victory through faith because the takeaway today is belief plus action plus confidence equals faith. You gotta believe it, that there is a plan. You gotta take action and follow the plan and you gotta be confident and trust the plan and that's how we have faith. That's our faith. Faith is realizing that the battle is won. Faith is realizing that God has handed us victory in the powerful and mighty name of Jesus. That is salvation. Faith is the entry point into a relationship with Jesus that changes everything about who we are and what we do and how we go about our life. Would you say yes to him today? Would you bow your head and close your eyes? Hey, as we finish our time today, thank you for joining us. We pray that God led you to make a decision, whether that's to initiate a relationship with him through accepting Christ as your Lord and Savior, or you just want to take a next step in baptism or join a serve team or a small group, wherever you are. And we encourage you to do that. And we'd love to celebrate that decision with you and help be a resource for you to help you make those next steps. There's going to be a slide come up as soon as we're done here. And it's going to give you an email address that you can reach out to us and we can be a resource for you. Thank you for joining us today. God bless you. We look forward to serving you in the future.
0: If you made that decision today to say, yes, I do want to choose Jesus. I do want to acknowledge him as my personal Lord and Savior. Congratulations. We could not be more excited for you. And we want to help you in that process and answer any questions that you might have and provide you resources. To do that, simply text JESUS, that's J-E-S-U-S, to 706-449-0870. And one of our pastors on staff will be in touch with you because we want to help you as you walk out your faith. If you thought, you know what, I would like to contribute to all that God is doing in and through Southside. I would like to partner with Him. You can do that in three simple ways. First, you can text GIVE, G-I-V-E, to 706-449-0870. Secondly, you can do it on the Southside app in the GIVE tab. Lastly, southside.online. You can do it through the GIVE section on our website. Thank you so much for being here with us today, and we hope you have a great rest of your week.